Good morning, it's January 30th, and this is To My Liberal Friends. Wouldn't you like to have someone in your corner politically who had the power to raise your salary? Would you like to be able to count on that person or persons to put money in your pocket and all you have to do is vote for them? Now, if you want something like that, all you have to do is be a government employee, and in this particular case, a federal employee. Democrats lost the majority in the House of Representatives and cling to a one-vote majority in the Senate. But looking ahead to 2024, they realize they need to shore up some of their bases while they reach out to independents and moderates. This is very true in the Senate races, and I discussed this problem facing Democrats in a podcast last week. Federal employees have traditionally been strong backers of Democrats, especially union members. Democrats have used this loyalty to their advantage and have turned states like Maryland and Virginia, where there's a high percentage of federal employees in the D.C. suburbs, into reliable voting bases. And they fully understand this symbiotic relationship. The equation is simple. You vote for us, and we will enact favorable employee compensation, lucrative retirement packages, great working conditions that allow employees to work how they want, and to make sure it's almost impossible to fire you if you work for the federal government. This relationship plays out on a smaller scale in state capitals around the country. It even gets down to the city level. Now that the new Congress has been sworn in and begins to do its work, we have a bill that's been introduced in both the House and Senate. In the House, Jerry Connolly, a Democrat from Northern Virginia, and I might add he was, was my congressman when I lived there, introduced what is called the Federal Adjustment of Income Rates Act. Its acronym is FAIR, to give federal employees a hefty raise. The bill would raise their pay by 8.7% in 2024, and this is on top of 4.6% 4 raise they received this year. Senator Brian Schatz, a Democrat from Hawaii, introduced a companion bill legislation in the Senate. Now that 8.7% does not even indicate how much inflation is going to be. Let's just give them that raise. Now before anyone jumps up and down and asks how the hell they can justify this, you should realize I don't think it has any chance of passing because the Republican House will never move this bill forward. But you can be sure Democrats will make sure that every government employee knows they tried to give them a big raise in pay. And you have to love the rhetoric that Congressman Connolly uses to justify this bill. I'm going to quote him, quote, for years. Now, federal employees have, been, have risked their health and safety on working on the front lines of the pandemic. They were subjected to the Trump administration's cruel personal attacks, unsafe work environments, pay freezes, government shutdowns, sequestered cuts, furloughs, and mindless across-the-board hiring freezes. Still, our federal workforce serves with dedication and distinction every day. Federal employees are our government's greatest single asset, and they deserve better, unquote. Now, that's a mouthful, and I can pull it apart. He uses Trump as his foil, which is something Democrats do each and every day. Trump was personally responsible for unsafe working environments. He was responsible for their pay freezes, government shutdowns, and every other thing they can blame on Trump. This brings up the age-old question when you compare government work with the private sector. Both Conley and Schatt Chats cite increasing pay in the private sector as another reason they want additional raise for government employees. But before you jump on that bandwagon, think about the differences between government work and private work. In the federal government, as with state government, there still exists a defined pension program. By that I mean the employer, the government, will fund a retirement pension for its workers and those retirement benefits are also subject to cost of living increases. States owe a total of $1.25 trillion in unfunded pension benefits in fiscal 2019, the final year before the pandemic. 
Most states continue to face steeper claims on their future revenue from unfunded pension obligations than from either unfunded retiree health promises or debt. The $1.25 trillion in pension debt for fiscal 2019, which is, as I said, the last year's a few foundation compiled that data, is equivalent to 6.8% of all states' personal income. That's a big deal. And this unfunded liability exists in the federal government as well. There are two federal retirement systems. The older one is the civil service retirement system, which was phased out. But there are still some retirees out there. The federal government realized it couldn't afford that, and they replaced it with the Federal Employees Retirement System, known as FERS. As of the beginning of fiscal year 2020, the Civil Service Retirement System had an unfunded liability of $823 billion, and FERS has an unfunded liability of $201 billion. Because the full cost of the Civil Service benefits are not met by the combined total of employee contributions anymore, agency contributions, interest earnings, and supplemental payments to the Treasury will have to be added and paid from contributions made on behalf of employees enrolled in the FERS system. This will be the add to the unfunded liability of FERS, which is the current retirement system, which was paid off through a series of 30-year amortization payments from general fund to the Treasury. That's you, taxpayers. Federal employees have some major advantage over private employees, and those working for the government and the Democratic allies never seem to acknowledge them. Besides the very real retirement package, the job security that does not exist in the private sector, they have another major perk. They've got a very good health insurance program, and it's one that follows them into retirement. That doesn't happen in the private sector anymore. I know exactly how good it is because my wife is a retired federal employee. I would say to both Congressman Conley and Senator Schatz, if you want to compare government employees to private sector employees, then even things up. Make it easier to fire incompetent workers increase their cost of health insurance, and make retirement pensions going forward be done through the Thrift Savings Program, the government version of a 401k, and maybe a little better government match. Then you can cite the private sector and your use of pay as a bribe to, to vote for Democrats. This has been two other friends. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoy the podcast on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. Thank you.